Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. We continue with Shemayna Prakim of the Rambam, the eight Prakim. The eight chapters of the Rambam, the Rambam's instructions, Pirkei Avis. And we are uh, making our way through the, the, the fourth paragraph, to the fourth of the eight Prakim. We began the fourth paragraph last time. That was two days ago. And... And uh, so the fourth paragraph, the Rambam is beginning to share with us now the methodology, the, 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 uh, the approach of exactly you do healing of the soul. How you do the healing of the soul, how you do the, um, the <clears throat> technique of curing the soul of its ailments and diseases. And again, the Rambam's approach that he keeps sharing with us is that meet the problem, a problem with our character traits, a problem with our characteristics, our behavior is a disease, is an illness, it means something's wrong with our nefesh, and it has to be healed. So Rambam is now telling us how the healing process works, but he's beginning by, by setting up some basics. He hasn't exactly yet told us what the process is, methodology in the healing, but he's setting up the... the um, fundamentals for us in the meantime. And remember, we're talking about this. We're talking about characteristics, character traits, and Rambam is telling us that the fundamentals of character traits is that there are many, many, many this many character traits, and each of them have to be thought of occupying a like a sliding bar. Make a sliding bar graph. And in this sliding bar, there's two extremes, and that is taking us from 0 to 10, let's say. The two extremes are both bad, and if someone's nefesh is, you know, at a setting where he's set to either the 0 end of things or the 10 end of things, that's indicative of an illness, that's a sickness. And the correct setting is, is the, the middle ground. The middle approach is where we want to be. The middle approach is, is the symptoms and signs of a healthy nefesh, a healthy soul, which is functioning healthfully. If it's too far to one extreme, too far to the other extreme, that's a sign of disease of the spirits. And what does it mean, the two extremes? What does it mean to be too far one way or the other way? What that means is, the extremes represent, represent having too much of the Mida or too little of the Mida. Too much or too little. So too little of any Mida is no good, and too much of that Mida is also no good. And there are examples that Rambam gave us last time we saw, we talked about um, Taiva desiring things, indulging in things. So too much of that is no good. Everybody knows that, right? We don't need to really back that one up and prove that. Overdoing anything, overindulging, having your, you know, desires and, and indulgences carry, you know, carry you away with them. That's definitely not good. But not having enough is also not good. It's a sign of disease, of unhealthiness. If a person makes himself to the point, brings himself to the point where he is not interested in anything anymore. He's not, not interested in this world, and he's got himself to the point where where uh, he has a zero zero interest in the realm of the physical. There says around that's 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 not healthy. That's not a healthy thing. Um, okay, so so I'm gonna throw out a few. Uh, gives another example. Um, abject stinginess is no good. Person can't give money to people. Can't give money to tzedakah. Um, sometimes stinginess. It means a person can't spend money on himself. It's also not a good meter, right? Miserliness, 
not just about not sharing your money with others, sometimes a person is stingy on his own cheshvet, not just about not spending money on your wife and your kids and people coming around the show collecting money. Someone who really has a hard time spending money won't even spend money on himself. That's definitely not good. But the other extreme is also no good. Being too loose, too casual, giving everything you own away is also not, not good. That's a sign of unhealthiness. That's also unhealthiness. Okay, so the Rambam, let's see, the Rambam continues, he's going to give us some more examples over here. It says the Rambam, there's a midah called resilience, and call it bravery, strength. We're talking about like emotional strength. That is the middle ground in between, excuse me, in between um, cowardliness, being too afraid of people, right? Being, being too... That that's not good, that's one extreme. On the one end of having a complete lack of any bravery or confidence. And on the, the other extreme of, of bravery, what we call bravery, having too much bravery, says the Rambam, is, is suicide, being suicidal. They have, having, no, having no sense of self-preservation, having no sense of fear of anything. So this is a, this is a bad thing, says the Rambam. Now, Teenagers tend to think otherwise. There's adults who tend to think otherwise. That, um, you know, the ultimate madrego, some people will say, is don't be afraid of anything. There's nothing that you should be afraid of. There's nothing that you need to fear but fear itself. Right? But that's not really true. There's a lot of things to be afraid of. You know? Um, free fall without a parachute. These kinds of things, you know? Free fall without a parachute. Climbing up the top of Mount Everest without oxygen tanks. I don't know. That's something to be afraid of. Those are pretty dumb things. Right? There's someone who wanted to do a free fall, wanted to uh, do a, a skydive from outer space. And I think he did it. He did it. Right? That's, that's like, a, that's like a, a silly thing to do, you know? Like, it's a silly, kind of silly thing to do that. Like, what, 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 you know, there's a lot of things can go wrong. Just going up to space and jumping down from space. But that comes from an attitude of, of um, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's actually absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Nothing. I, I can. I can do anything. I can. Um, Except when you have a gun at your temple. Hmm? I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not even afraid of guns. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> wrestle with alligators. I'm gonna wrestle yeah, with you alligators. Know, you know, they want the Jackie Mason said guns. I'm not afraid of guns. Bullets terrify me. Well, that's well. Yeah, that's that's very. That, that's a lot of wisdom there. Um, so there's an attitude out there where people say that there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm going to prove to the world that I can conquer anything, I can do anything. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid of going 90 miles an hour down Tomlinson when Tomlinson is all iced over. I'm not afraid of that. Right? Brakes? Who needs brakes? Who needs who needs um, to control their vehicle on a, on you know on a ice skating rink. So if we see people in our neighborhood who clearly uh, live by that credo, that just like wait for the opportunities for the roads to be all iced over so they consume down, you know, drive down the icy road the same way they drive down the non-icy roads. So this is someone who has too much bravery, too much boldness, and he doesn't lack any fear. Says the Rambam, no, a healthy, that's a, that's a diseased nefesh. As a person who's ill. A person who's ill, who is so emboldened and so brave, so to speak, that he's not afraid of anything. Rebellion gives us a natural fear of 
of of situations that, that, that it has that's the middle ground, and and that is something that you know works to, hand in hand with self-preservation with the survival instinct. We have instincts that tell us this is dangerous. You know, it might be a little. It's dangerous a little bit to to try to hitch a ride on an airplane for free by stowing away in the wheel well. It might be a little bit dangerous. It might be dangerous trying to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. It might be a little bit dangerous um, trying to catch a white shark with your bare hands. It might be a little bit dangerous to to um, climb up to the top, top of Mount Everest without action. It might be dangerous, and our instincts tell us it's dangerous. And why do our instincts tell us it's dangerous? Because it is dangerous, and Hashem has wired us to try to keep ourselves alive and not to commit suicide says the Rambam someone who is so brave to the point that he says I'm not afraid of anything that is a sign of disease he's ill the same way a suicidal person is unwell has, has a problem with his nefesh has an emotional emotional sickness and maybe a sickness of the soul the su- Rahman is not a suicidal person person who says I'm going to do all these crazy uh, accomplishments I'm going to find even crazier accomplishments to outdo the people that have already done crazy accomplishments you know tightrope walkers right the people that Will walk a tightrope in between. Uh, Twin Towers don't exist anymore, but they did this one. You know, Twin Towers did exist without a safety net. Without a safety net. Now, no normal person would do that. No sane person would walk a tightrope between the Twin Towers. Why? Because you're going to tell you, well, you might make it, but if you don't make it, the consequences are pretty significant. You know, it's kind of irreversible what's going to happen to you if you don't make it. We're talking about a little bit more than a broken leg. If you don't make it across that tightrope, so our instincts tell us stay away from that. Don't do that, and they're telling us the right thing. That that's a healthy nefesh that's telling us that. Says the Rambam, that's the middle ground, to not be afraid of your own shadow, not be afraid of people, to be able to defend yourself, stand up to yourself, stand up for yourself, have confidence with people, and the situations which you don't need to be afraid of. Normal everyday situations, but to be able to have fear of things that you're really supposed to be afraid of. Again, people, let's not let's not overemphasize this extreme at the expense of, you know, overlooking the, the other extreme, you know, and people are too anxious, too nervous, anxiety-ridden people, people that's called phobias, people who can't drive a car even in normal weather conditions because they're afraid, they're afraid, they're afraid, people that can't cross the street because they're afraid, people that won't go to the shopping mall without three masks on their nose let alone, you know, however many masks they have on their mouth, um, because they're afraid. So that is going too far the other way, right? The Rebbein didn't program us to be so fearful, to be so phobia-ridden that we can't function. So again, the middle ground of this Midah is to have the healthy approach, to be afraid of what we really should be fearful of. Real concerns. Um, the Ram goes on. Vasilsil memutza bein hahisnasnus ubein hanavala. There's another midah, a correct application of character called dignity. person conducting himself in a dignified manner, respectable, dignified manner. That is the middle ground, between someone who has a superiority complex, who makes himself better than everyone, and someone who completely debases and disgraces himself, who has no dignity, no pride, no sense of covet of, abrius, of no sense of, of um, you know, the basics a uh, basic semblance of of um, respect for himself. So again, the middle ground is dignity. A person has to strive for dignity, shoot for dignity, conduct himself in a dignified, respectable manner. Too much of that is not good, and too little of that is not good. Too much of that looks like I 
making myself better than everyone else, holier than thou, I'm, I'm, I'm superior to everyone, but too little of that is the guy, you know, walking down the street without a shirt on, right? Where's your dignity? Where's your basic sense of covet abrius, of covet adam, basic, you know, respect for yourself, right? Now, the stores used to have a sign that said, would say, no shoes, no shirt, no service. I don't know if they put those signs up in stores anymore because, because you know, they'll take you, to, they'll sue you, right? Sue you for um, discrimination, not being inclusive enough. But they're, 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 that sign is a good thing. That's, that, that's, the, that's the middle grant here, the round. That's a healthy midah of, of everyone is expected to have a certain sense of dignity and self-respect. You can walk down the street without a shirt on. You know, where do you not wear your shirt? You don't wear your shirt in the shower. That's where you take your shirt off, right? But uh, the Russian created, you know, where, you know, animals walk down the street without shirts on. You know, and this, it's come become vinahapachu, like the same people who will walk down the street in the summer without a shirt on because it's hot out. So they put a sweater on their dogs. The clothing goes on the animals, right? They put a, you know, the, the, the poodle is so cold. I know Akash Baruch Hu made animals to be able to cope with the weather, I guess. I think so, no? They have fur, they have, they're, 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 they're shaggier than we are. Maybe certain animals, pets have been bred to not tolerate the cold, maybe those are the ones that need the little custom-made sweaters that you get them for Hanukkah. I don't know. But uh, it's a little bit of an apachu. People dress up their animals, and they themselves walk down the street undressed. So that that's, that is, again, an illness. That's an illness. That's a d- disease of the nefesh when the nefesh that, that, that animates and keeps a person's life is unable to have that basic understanding of human dignity and respect. Okay? Says the, says the Rambam further. Upevish Silsil, the Ram just explains these terms. Kumishim is Khabit Karoi, that's someone who has the correct amount of dignity and self-respect. He doesn't debase himself. He doesn't debase himself, doesn't disgrace himself. <clears throat> you, you know, I want to say speak something else out over here, which also, you know, unfortunately, anyone who is around my age. Not that I'm an old person, but there's people that are around my age, maybe a little younger than me, a little older than me over here. You know, the world has definitely taken a hit in this area of dignity and respect. Not only just had the way people dress, you know, people walk down the street, you know, dressed in the way you thought, you know, this is, uh, this is, what, this is your bedroom over here. This is, uh, what, you, what, you really walk into a Walmart dressed that way. But forget about that. Forget about that. The way people talk, the way people communicate, what people talk about and how they talk is, is, is not a dignified way of talking. Not a dignified, respectable way to talk. person not only has to dress with dignity, the basic recognition for his you know, humanity, you got to speak in a respectable manner. There's such a thing as speaking in a respectable way. And it was always understood, you know, until, I don't know, I don't know when this began to degenerate. I don't know if this is, we're talking about 10 years ago, 20 years ago. 30 years ago, but it was always understood that, you know, I can think one thing, but i got to speak in public. There's a certain art of speaking publicly, of, of communication, of, 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 of a certain protocol and how you talk. And it, it's not an accolade. It's not something to look up to. An advantage, someone says, well, I say it like it is. I don't care. These people, they have to, they're into um, mincing words and hiding behind things. I say it like it is. That's not an advantage. That's a disadvantage. That's not a mila. That's a chisern. That's a sign of a pram with the nefesh. And, you know, our leadership hasn't helped out in this area. It really hasn't. And it's okay to share this. It's okay to speak this out. That, you know, we have leaders in recent times that have been good leaders, that have done good things for the country, but they may have, perhaps, introduced to the country 
the you know um, ability to speak in a undignified way, in an unrespectable manner. And society should have inhibitions. People should have inhibitions uh, in how we speak and how we conduct ourselves. I have to speak with dignity. I have to conduct myself with dignity. And, you know, to make a statement as a leader for a society that it's okay to speak however you want is not necessarily a good thing. Not a good thing. It introduces that ability. It lowers inhibitions. And that is nivala. That's nivala. That's losing basic, you know, kavod habriyas, kavod adam, dignity and being a respectable person. Um... It's our job to restore that. Our job is to, again, bring that back. You speak, there's things you say and things you don't say. Things you think but you never say. And it's not a, a, a big thing. It's not, it's not an admirable thing to say it like it is. So it's being, no, you have to say it in a respectable way. Not like it is, but with dignity. Um, yeah. But his nasa is someone who goes too far the other way, who makes himself superior to others. Who she is the person trying to make himself, you know, above and beyond his peers, make himself too respectable. you do a debasement is also an, something that is well known. That's someone who who engages in activities that are again nidriga activities, um, uncouth, uncouth and. Um, uncouth and unrefined and raw and rough base base activities Nachas, which means conducting yourself in a pleasant manner being a pleasant person, that's another character trait how pleasant are you to others how nicely do you speak to others that's again the middle ground between Kidrig and Kantranus which means being very argumentative being very confrontational, that's that that is one extreme. Bain Rakazateva and being too easygoing, agreeing with everybody is also not 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 a not a Milo. You're the guy that you just agree with everyone, so you collect everybody's opinions, then who are you? You're, you're no one if you just collect everyone's opinions and not everyone's opinions are compatible with everyone else's opinions. And that's again going too far to the other extreme. But I'm so pleasant, I want to make everybody happy. What they call a people pleaser. People pleaser is not a good thing. People pleaser means that I don't, I don't have any, any of my own existence. I don't have any of my own self. As we say in years, zich is not. I, I really don't exist. I really just exist to be a mirror to everyone else. That is not a good thing. That is the inability to have my own opinions. The inability to tell you something that is in disagreement with what you say. If I don't have that ability, that's going too far to the other extreme. I'm just a people pleaser. And more than people pleaser, I am a people. I'm not a person, I'm a people. Right? We don't want to be a people. We want to be a person. A person is, we have our own opinions, our own identity. If we're a people pleaser, then we're really just a people. Um, and again, the other extreme, which is also no good, is I'm always right and everyone else is always wrong. I, I'm, I, I'm the opposite of a people pleaser. Uh, I'm a people defier. Defined, confrontational, argumentative. I'm a people displeaser. People displeaser. That's also no good. The idea is to be able to have a conversation, to hear you out, to express my opinion with you, but in a pleasant way. In a pleasant way, non-confrontational, non-argumentative. Yes, question. Just a comment. You know people who speak disrespect. Okay. Masha Karim Belaz Amvalar. So that's a word in Arabic. That means someone who is. 
I'm not sure if that's the Arabic word for the middle ground or the Arabic word for the people that are too, that just the people pleaser. Um, who? Oh, you know, that's the Arabic word for the person who is a people pleaser. Someone who has to make everybody happy doesn't have any of his own personality. That's the opposite of someone who's confrontational, argumentative, who, um, who uh, has to disagree with everybody. Um, who is very hot-blooded and hot-tempered. Okay, so again, both of those extremes are are, are, are bad. We have humility, which is the middle ground between haughtiness and between um, being non-existent. And we have contentment, being content with what you have, happy with your lot, which is the middle ground between... Um, being overly attached to, to, to being uh, uh, um, money hungry and being lazy, interesting. Being lazy is the other extreme. As what to speak at in the, in the final few meters over here, but we'll stop over here for today and we'll continue tomorrow. Everyone should be gebenched and gesund and stark.